Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. What do good brothers do? They look out for each other. Stick together through thick and thin like scattered, smothered, and covered. Strap yourself and grab a claw. Take a work punch right to the jaw. It's time for the good brothers. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Welcome here to the uh, the Good Brother podcast. Uh, that's a big shout out to one Mr. Kevin Aldridge for our our theme. Uh, how are you, Good Brothers, doing today? I'm doing all right. Oh, doing so much better after hearing this jammer. I'm yeah, telling you, I like you. it. I'm into it. Uh, Kevin Aldridge is a, a hero among men. Um, <laughs> I have like three podcasts now, and uh, they all have. Uh, this is the podcast within a podcast, and they all have themes. Thanks to Kevin Aldridge, he is just the sweetest, most amazing dude. So, uh, big shout out to Mr. Kevin Aldridge. Uh, so, this is uh, Mr. Ben Center. How you uh, how are you guys doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Yeah, doing doing all right. I've been um, I've become a Macari guy in the last uh, two days. And I've made 230 bucks. So, you know, I'm just trying to supplement. I, I don't know if I told either of you, but I'm being made to go back to work uh, next week. So um, I'm going to try and start supplementing, you know, this awesome money I've been getting for sitting on my ass. So, but yeah, I've, I've sold three things and made 230 bucks. I mean, there's always whoring. Yeah, your ass, your mouth, and what else? I've, uh, I've been, I like, I just don't, because I've been thinking about this. I think I've brought it up. I don't know on this podcast before, but other shows and shit. Like if I knew for sure that there would be a market for somebody to watch me do, I don't know, sexual things or just weird shit, like on OnlyFans, like if I knew there was a market for me and I could make, you know, a couple few hundred extra bucks a month, I would do it. I don't give a shit. Like what the, like what the fuck does it matter to me? Um, but I just don't think that there's a market out there for a guy like myself. So, I mean, I'm sure there is. There is. Totally. Right. I'm sure like a a bear cub hybrid kind of thing going on. (laughs) Um, yeah, I guess that's weird that you say that because I had a dream about a baby bear the other night. It's fucking weird. It was you. It was you. What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the feet situation? Cause you know, I'm just saying like. Like there is definitely a market. There is like I guarantee you, we could you know the the Good Brothers podcast only fans, um, dude. It would just, just rub feet together. Oh fuck! <laughs> you hear? Let's all get a pedicure together. That's I what it saw. Is. And we'll film I it. saw somebody posted on. Um, I don't know if it was Twitter. It must have been maybe on Twitter or Reddit or something. And I was reading about OnlyFans, and like somebody had commented. That like dudes are making money just by like, cause girls for whatever reason, cause like I've been with a couple girls that like this, they like to be called good girl when they're blowing you or whatever the fuck. And like these dudes, from what I understand, are making money like just fucking showing a little bit of skin and saying good girl. Like I, and like people are like, yeah, no, it's legit. And they were posting screenshots like of the money they're making. I'm just like, why the fuck would anybody work? I mean, it's so like like the explosion of OnlyFans during the pandemic. Like, um, I don't know if you guys follow um, Jesse Buckeye on Twitter. Uh, she's a big, big AEW mark. Um, and just wrestling mark in general. And she's, I, I think she's really cool. Um, she loves wrestling. She gets really excited and she gets stoned and watch wrestling. And she has an OnlyFans. And I was like, you know, I like I've come to like you as a person, and I don't know if I can see you in that way um do we lose mr zach no i'm still here i was looking up i was looking up this account okay he does this he does this every time we podcast he ends up like switching in and out um i'm still here i'm still here i was just for where to kick uh where to kick a payment to there you go i don't know there's (laughs) there's definitely like um there's part of me that like there's certain people um obviously i won't i wouldn't name names but like if they had an only fans page and it was somebody that i knew that i wanted to see naked no not you um 
not not that it would bother me if you were naked. It's just not what I'm into. Um, it would just be me, like it'd be me with me naked in the in the bathtub eating Jello, watching old episodes of Mash. That would be my OnlyFans. That's a weird, very specific OnlyFans. I mean, like that's a very niche market. So um, <laughs> announcement coming next week. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I like if there was somebody that like that was, you know, if you put your shit out there publicly, you know, like on OnlyFans, grant, granted, like if people pay whatever, that's how they get your content. But like if a, a, if a girl that I knew that I wanted to see diddle herself, um, and she had an OnlyFans, if I was interested, fuck yeah. I mean, they don't know where the fucking money's coming from. Well, and I, think I, ha- I have accounts for all this weird, perverted shit. It's just a burner account I use for the same. Nobody knows what it is. Nobody will ever know what it is. But, um, you know, whatever. How I get around just doing my weirdo stuff that I feel shame for. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, like, and we've talked about in this podcast before that, like, you know, if you're going to pay, if you're going to, uh, you know, enjoy any kind of art, you should be willing to pay for it in some capacity, be it, you know, pa- like Patreon or merch and only like, you know, and pornography. Like, I think it's one of those things where, um, mm-hmm. and it's not, especially like with like, you know, the quote unquote big budget porn, um, you know, it's not just the performers on screen, but they deserve to be paid, but also the people behind the camera and, um, you know, yeah. And, and the jizz moppers, you know, they're, yeah, I mean, forgotten. There's, forgotten. there's, Twitter accounts like Leroy Myers, who's part of Wood Rocket, like that dude's super cool. Yeah. Like he's making some of the most wackadoo parodies. Like he's the guy that gave us uh uh, uh the SpongeBob uh SquarePants parody oh, and and Pikachu and all Ten Inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and Tom Devlin did those special effects um that made those turtle suits. And like he's it, like he was on first season of Face Off. Um, so like, there's a lot of talent behind there and those guys have to be like one man bands, like shoot it, edit it, uh, you know, put it all together. And like, you know, same for like burning angel and Joanne angel and those guys like, uh, small hands, you know, he's a talented guy, but he's like scoring a lot of that and editing almost all of it. Yeah. That's a way to make more money though, is keep it in house. Speaking of scoring, uh, I want to give a big shout out to Jerry Smith, friend of the podcast, who keeps releasing uh, stuff on Bandcamp? Like he is like a hardcore musical genius. I, lo- I love all of his stuff. Uh, and oh also, yeah, Jerry, his stuff is uh, uh, it's been fun. Yeah, his stuff and uh, Kate Nix, a former guest on the podcast, she's had put out some good stuff. I mean, like there's been some like really good stuff coming out of quarantine when it comes to artistic wise. Like uh, I'm a big fan of I don't know if you guys are familiar with Schadenfreude. Their um, group of guys um, in England. It's uh, Chris Brooks, Kid Like Us, Mark Davis, Kyle, um, Mark Davis, and Kyle Fletcher. Um, that they started off as a, like a wrestling stable, and then they had their own promotion. They have a podcast now, which I highly recommend. It's called Shot Pod. If you just like want to like sit around and play video games and have something on in the background, it's the perfect thing because it's just the four of them talking. Like it's just it's basically like this. There's four of them, and they have funny accents. And, uh, but, um, those guys put out great merchandise. I have three shirts of theirs now. <laughs> I got two shirts recently. Um, it's all four of them fighting coronavirus, like fighting the actual like orbs of virus. Uh, oh, geez. yeah. And they're just like, and the, the whole thing is, um, shot and Freud is not a cult because it's not a cult. But it's fantastic. So I definitely, but like, so I've helped try to support them. And it's something that we've talked about the, this entire pandemic of, you know, if you like art, support art. So if you have, a, if you see someone on, on Twitter that has an OnlyFans and you dig them, you know, throw them some money. If you see someone who has good, good music, you know, throw them some money. Cause I mean, a- yeah, I, uh, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, there, I'm into very, very specific things when it comes to porn, um, which we don't need to get into. But like when it comes to like big budget, I mean, if you want to call it big budget or, you know, just more produced, um, which has never really been what I've ever been into, except for when I'm a kid and it's all you know. But um, like uh, Danny Daniels and Sasha Gray, like that's where like when it comes to like porn porn or production porn, like I... Like, that's where, like, it's really only those two. 
Um, so, I mean, I'll still use Pornhub. Um, I subscribed to Danny Daniels uh, OnlyFans for a couple months. I mean, it's only five bucks. And if you're into her, she puts up great shit. Um, and obviously, Sasha's not in the business anymore. But, um, like, I'll still use Pornhub for, you know, the stuff that I know I can't find anywhere else. So, I mean, and it's stuff in, like, just like a couple years ago, Zach, when I got into it with whatever, whatever porn star it was on uh, Twitter, they were like, well, you should pay for this. And um, they said something about their content. And I was just like, well, you also have to realize that maybe your content isn't what I'm looking for. So why would I pay for it? And that shut that person down pretty quick. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Paying for porn has definitely become more, um, not, I don't want to use the word acceptable because it's always been acceptable, but more, um, I'm, I'm more apt to do it now as I've gotten older, because like the things that you guys were saying, like, you know, people got to get paid shit. Everybody wants to fucking make a living. Everybody needs to make a living. So I, you know, I've gone down that road now. Some people make a living fucking. Hell yeah. And also, big shout out to, ah. to Sasha Gray, um, the movie The Girlfriend Experience. Oh, yeah. Very underrated. Movie. Soderbergh, right? Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, she's very good at it. She's uh, she's a good actress. Um, yeah, she yeah she is. Like, she gets a lot of shit, but I think she's yeah. good. I would like to see yeah. her in more things. I think she was really, like, surprisingly really good in that. And that is one of those things where I don't know exactly what she's doing now, but, like, I would, I would definitely like to see her in more things. She is um she's got like her music project that she was working on i know she was with like the same dude for a long fucking time like he kind of coerced her into getting into porn he was like 10 years older than her i can't remember his name and fuck you know i don't ever like to shine a light on those people so i try not to ever give their names out but um he was very like abusive to her and shit and um so when uh, when she got out of it, they were like in a band together. But now like her, I mean, because I follow her on Twitter and Instagram and it seems like her main thing these days is like she DJs, like she'll get booked to DJ shit. And then um, she's always on uh, Twitch, like um, either playing music or video games, like not playing music, but like, well, like DJing, you know, and she sits there and chats with people and whatever. So. Um, I guess that's what I mean. I I hope she does more acting work because I do think she's got the chops to do it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I know I know you're a big comic book fan, Jordan. Like the stuff from Axel Braun is always amazing. Like uh, he does a version of like the Killing Joke, which is probably the closest to the comic book you'll ever see. I've heard of it. I think either you've told me about this before. Or I've heard about it, and people were like, "It's actually like you take out the porn, it's a good movie." Yeah, and they do two cuts of it. Like there's the the you know the triple x stuff but you can watch just a cut because he's actually like faithful to the costumes and the storylines um i remember i think it was one that he did where it totally made sense for uh rogue to hook up with deadpool because he could constantly heal um even though she's like sucking the life out of him right 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 that's yeah, absolutely. I think like we've talked about that on the podcast before, and I've actually watched some of like, like just the regular cuts, and like they are they're, they're they're really like it's you can definitely tell it's not like the the top tier but big budget, but like there are some like I would say like it, it, in my mind it's like really 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 good fan of it, like movies because there are really like re- some really high quality fan movies out there, and it's like I think mm-hmm. the next step above that, but it's still it's really really good. Uh, there was yeah. there's actually um, I don't know why it just popped in my head there is. I'm a big fan of the Thomas Jane version of the Punisher. Uh, the movie it's gets, okay. The movie gets a lot of shit because like John Travolta is not the greatest in it, but I think Tom Jane did a good job. There is a, yeah. a like a online only. It's on YouTube. It's a, a video of him reprising the role, and it's it's called Laundry Day because it basically takes place at a laundromat. Ah, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's part really of the, good. Like, universe. Like, yeah, like if that. Like Punisher, because I have actually not. I've, I've, I, I love Daredevil uh, on Netflix, and I watched, um, I watched a little bit of the the Punisher, and the guy who played the Punisher on there was good. I like Tom Jane. If that version had been, like more of the of the version in the the movie, like, like I would love to see the Punisher come back in some capacity, like be it on, so, on, on you know Netflix or whatever. Yeah, there's a whole so, series of those movies, like 
just conded uh, Power Rangers. It's like an R version of Power oh, Rangers. That one with Jason with, uh, with uh, James Vanderbeek. I fucking love that. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Well, there's that. There's um, if you've ever seen uh, Mortal Kombat Legacy, there's two seasons of that. Uh, they're like ten to fifteen minute episodes. A couple of them are animated, but um. Like, it all is based off this one short that's, like, 10 or 15 minutes long where uh, Jax is a detective, and he is interrogating uh, – fuck, I can't remember who, but the, he's interrogating somebody about Baraka, and they, like, show these, like, pictures of Baraka, and it's, like, super realistic and shit. Um, and then from there, and you can find all these on YouTube, I think, still. That's where that's where I originally watched them. I don't know if they ever did any more, but they did two seasons. And, like, each episode is based around one Mortal Kombat character. And um, they actually got um, Michael J. White uh, was playing Jax in it, which was pretty yeah. fucking on point. Yeah, um, great. And I mean, there was a couple castings that were really good in there, but like, I'll just like give you a rundown of one of the episodes. Like when they got to the Raiden episode, um, he's like in a hospital, like in a mental hospital and they're trying to give him a fucking lobotomy because he keeps telling them that he's, you know, the God of lightning and all this shit. And there's like a big fucking crater right outside where he like landed. And then like he befriends this one girl and she basically, right before they're going to give him a lobotomy, she has to, like, kill him so that he can go back to where his realm is from. It's fucking, I, I recommend, if you've never seen Mortal Kombat Legacy, take the two or three hours to watch both seasons. It's fucking fantastic. And that's what the whole, when they were taught, this was, like, eight years ago that they did this shit. And they were, like, really talking about doing a Mortal Kombat movie again. And um, it was going to, like, the guys who wrote and directed all this shit were going to be like heading it and like new line was or whatever new line became, they were behind it and, or Warner brothers, I think it is now. Um, and I don't know if, I mean, I, I hear they're making another mortal Kombat movie, but like they are. Yeah. And actually like mortal Kombat, like I love mortal Kombat. Uh, like the new, the new games have been awesome. And like, I just, uh, that's what I hear. I finished, uh, 11 and then they just released uh DLC, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 aftermath. It takes place right afterwards. And the main character is, uh, Shang Tsung and the guy who played him in the movie is the, the voice actor. Oh, cool. It's so good. It's so I like, it's just What's that guy's name. He's, He's been in fucking a million things. Yeah, he's, like he's so good. Like he's a that guy. Like I, I love his. Like you know, it's like oh, you see, he's like that. Guy, but like his voice is great in it. The um, the story is great. He's like the he's the Asian Fredo. Hundred percent. And like what I love about Mortal Kombat, like <laughs> lately, is like so like in in Mortal Kombat Eleven, like the regular game, you got like um, you know, all the characters also get like Terminator and Spawn, and in the new that, one, yeah. like you, we got RoboCop. And the guy, like the the voice of RoboCop, whose name escapes me right now, like the actor, he does the voice in the game, and so you can actually have oh, like Peter, Peter, Peter Weller. Weller, yeah, yeah, Peter Weller, yeah, Peter, and like so like you can have Peter RoboCop Weller. and Terminator, like they didn't get Arnold because whatever, but like it's just awesome to like, you know, and like one of his fatalities, he like basically pulls up the gun and shoots him and like kills him, a la how he was killed in the movies, like oh like, right on the hand and all that. Have they put? If they put Predator in any of these games, yes, he was in so, either yeah. nine or ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and also oh, that, Alien. I would play that. Yeah, Alien. I think it was ten because yeah, Alien, Alien, and Predator in there. They also had like uh, uh, Jason. Called and, it Xenomorph. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, f- well, fuck me. Um, but like they have like uh, uh Jason. They had Mike Myers. Uh, they had Leatherface. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, like I, I, I would, I would love if they were to do because they they also do the injustice games which are awesome. Uh, if they did a, yeah. a horror only fighting game, like you know, like you get like they get like Pinhead and like Chucky and like you like you just go deep like that would be fucking badass. It would be dope, but I think like there would be too many licensing issues because of how many different studios there would be. You know, yeah. like if they could all come together and do it, that would be fucking killer. I mean, but like honestly, I bet whoever owns who owns Dimension now is 
Is the Weinstein company still own it? I uh, don't. I, I know they got liquidated because of the lawsuits and all that. Oh um, yeah, they got they got canceled. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hard. And I know that like with uh, uh, Jason Voorhees and all that, like that's uh, part of the rights issues. Is that's why we haven't had a new movie in like over a decade. Has it been that long? I believe so. Remake? Yeah, the remake with uh, Derek Mears, which is pretty oh. dope. Like that's a fun flick. I liked it. I. I remember seeing it when it first came out and not hating it like everybody else did. So, yeah. Um, other fan stuff. Um, have you ever seen the uh, like fan made trailer um, for Grayson? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's that's great. Fucking, I was like, make that movie. That, yeah. That's great. There's also there's a fan movie that's still on YouTube where Batman gets captured by this guy. He's like a rando dude that Batman like wrongfully like it was he was the wrong place wrong time set him to jail dude goes to jail gets addicted to heroin and has this horrible stuff happen to him so he kidnaps batman gets batman addicted to heroin and like then releases him back and like batman dies of an overdose at the at the end and it's this whole but it's like this, this psychological thing of like you you know say you're out here saving gotham but you did not give me a, any chance to, to tell you that I had nothing to do with what you're doing. And it's just like, it's like, it's dark. Like at one point he, he kind of rapes Batman a little bit. Um, but yeah, like, but it's what? like kind of rapes Batman a little bit. I'm just going to go ahead and say you either do or you didn't. Yeah. There, I mean, it, <laughs> Yeah, there's not really a, a half in, half out, but like it, it's it's on there. Um, there's also one that it's Batman versus um, I want to say it's either Catwoman or Poison Ivy and Killer Croc, and the makeup on Killer Croc is really good. Like, I love a good fan, like a good fan made movie. Oh, all the Harry Potter ones have been fucking amazing. Oh shit, I've never I've never even seen any of those. Oh, are you serious, dude? There's yeah. one. Um, there's a really cool one that is very, um, it's basically, I won't get into it. I'll send you the link. Um, I'll actually, you know what I'll do is I'll, there's an article that uh, was circulating for a minute. It's like the top 10 Harry Potter fan films or whatever. But there's one where I can't remember which girl. Oh, it's like this girl that Voldemort like had some kind of relationship with, but she, I think she was in love with him or something like that. And um, she's basically being interrogated by, like, the Russian, uh, like, the Durmstrang fucking secret, like, wizard secret service. And it's just, it's really, really, really fucking good. And then there's one about, like, the history of Voldemort. Um, it, I'll send you, I'll send you that. And then, obviously, awesome. we can't not mention Batman Dead End. Like, yeah. That one's great. Yeah. I mean, Sandy Calera ended up doing the movie Hunter Prey after that, and that's super dope. It's basically pitch black but with like a healthy dose of star wars like I just, okay i i i, I that, that kind of stuff i am in awe of those kind of people that have that, that that creativity and like i i watch those and i think like man like you get that dose of like anyone can do this because like some of these people are like you know they're selling their stuff they're working like tr like three jobs to have one day off to shoot and stuff. And then like also like the vision they have. And it's just, it's, I, whenever I come across it, I'll go down a wormhole and there are some fan stuff that like, it's clearly like, you know, th they love this. It's not great, but like you still appreciate it. But it's they, garbage. They, they, they took the time to do it. And like, I always, and I, I try to live this and I, I do believe this. And I try not to like, you know, bash things that people make. Cause end of the day, like they went out and they made it. They did it. Yeah. They actually put yeah. in the effort and, and anyone that puts anything in the world, like they should get at least a little bit of respect of like, Hey, like they didn't just think about it. They actually did it. But like when it's good, like, Oh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I do love I mean, how geeky you guys have gotten talking about porn to comic books to fan films. This is well, because like after, you, after you're done watching the porn, then you go, you switch over to the other thing. Like it's like, you know, like once you, the demon gets out of you, then, then you go to like, Oh, well, it's now time to play video or, games. And or you can kill like two birds with one stone and watch like the, uh, sunny Tammy Lynn sitch porn. And then you kind of knock out one fandom and, um, and it's porn. So, and I've seen that video. It is not, it is, 
no, no, not good. <laughs> no, you don't. It's not like the. This isn't the symptoms. Triple X. It's it's, it's not well, a sunny it's, day. It's, it's exactly. It's um, <laughs> um, it's it's um, it's not the sunny that everybody wanted to fuck in 1996. Let's just put it that way. It's not the uh, yeah. most downloaded woman on the internet in 1996 as, as she was at one point, but you know, and also like, I feel like she, no. was, she has some issues that she, I, I really like whenever I, I see her in the news, I watch, you know, I watch my British boys news like, hello, it's time for the news. Like whenever her name pops up, I'm like, it's never like, and Sonny saved a puppy today. It's that she did something yeah, she awful did. or if she says something awful. She just got out of jail. She just got out of jail again. She had like, I was just reading her, I want to say her Wikipedia page maybe a couple months ago. And like, dude, she has gotten, because she's a white woman, she has gotten so many fucking second, third, fourth, fifth, seventh chances. Like she, she needs to go to prison for like five fucking years, man. Um, she gets DUIs like two a year. Yeah, which is insane. So, so speaking of DUIs, um, I, I I don't know if anyone watched SmackDown last night. I I did not. Well, I mean, I, the only thing is I, I had heard it on, about it. I had it on the background because I um I wanted to see if they actually did it. So Matt Riddle is going to uh, SmackDown. He's starting, uh, Kurt, mm-hmm. which I think is a smart move. But the show started like the main through line of the show was there was a hit and run with Elias got hit, and the story is that Jeff Hardy got drunk and hit him. And it's like, what? Yeah. yeah. Like, like basically like they, they found a, a rental car and they found the rental agreement. It had Jeff Hardy's name on it and they find him like in a bush, like a couple of you know feet away, reeking a booze and he gets arrested for like drinking and driving. And they're like, they mentioned it multiple times on like, you know, his demons and Seamus brings it up and Adam Pierce is on there for some reason, bringing it up. And I guess, uh, Seamus has been on TV, I guess, the last couple of weeks, like poking at the whole him being a drunk thing. And I I don't watch it anymore, so these are just I heard on the on the cultaholic news this morning. I heard like basically what you're like giving giving a rundown of what the of what the uh, scene or vignette or whatever the fuck I don't I don't know what you would and, call it. And I think like at this um, point, like co- any kind of cop storyline, especially this week, maybe maybe we uh, we edit that. Maybe we cut that out. Just a little bit. WWE doesn't give a shit. They don't care. Yeah, they um, are pretty tone deaf. They have got a, a very deep history of that. Well, that's like here. I'll I'll read you the fucking tweet. I I, I responded to um, which if you guys have not picked up uh, Orange Crush the magazine, um, I highly highly suggest you do it before he sells out of them. It's, uh, it's a killer fucking wrestling magazine. Janela's on the cover. It's um, it's really, really fucking cool and like major or yeah, Orange Crush. Yeah, Orange Crush is what it's called. But he tweeted last night, and this tweet actually got a few more likes. That you know, normally like when you respond to somebody, multiple people don't like it, especially if they're not tagged in it. But um, what did he say? He said, um. There's many important things to talk about now, but as a wrestling account, I got to say this has definitely felt like WWE was copying the vibe in the field coverage of this week's protest to trick people into watching SmackDown who didn't realize it was wrestling. Gross. And I I replied, I said, I support a large portion of the talent that they have acquired across the board. Having said that, it's hard for me to watch the current product from Saudi Arabia to being in bed with Trump. It's hard to justify anymore. I keep the network uh, for the archives and I don't even pay for it. Um, I'm just, I'm, it's not the talent and it sucks that I feel like I don't want to support the talent. It's, it's not that. And I don't want to buy the shirts anymore because A, I don't like what WWE prints on, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I just, I am so disheartened with that company. And don't get me wrong, W or AEW has its flaws, but I'm just, I get excited about watching AEW. Um, like after Money in the Bank, I was just like, ah, dude, I don't, I just don't, I can't do it anymore. I just can't. Yeah. I mean, it's, I still, 
it's so crazy because there's still so much about WWE, the talent wise that I love. I mean, like again, like Matt Riddle on SmackDown is gonna be great. NXT is going really good. Like I like the the, the direction that Garganos are going in all, all this stuff. But yeah, like it's like I don't know. WWE is one of those things where it'll it'll always be omnipresent. I'll, I'll, I'll always follow it to some degree. It just yeah. sucks. It's like, again, like six months ago, we were in this like haven of like, there's all this wrestling to watch. And like, there's still AEW, which is great. Even though um, I know Zach, you didn't watch the, the pay-per-view. I don't think that AEW did a great job following up on, on the pay-per-view. I mean, having FTR, uh, the former revival show up, that was great. I think overall it was a really good pay-per-view, but I think that the follow-up this week was not as awesome. I, I would, I actually have to disagree with you on that, Ben. I actually thought that uh, the comeback episode for them to start building stuff again and the way that they brought uh, the Revival or FTR out um, and kind of swerved everybody, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good idea. I didn't think it was the right time to bring FTR in, but um, I think that's something you would have wanted to save for a crowd reaction. But who, but, yeah, but I, I, I think I basically the ending of the show, the whole Mike Tyson Jericho thing, Oh yeah, it wasn't. I am excited <laughs> that, that this coming week it's Jericho and Cabana. Like that's gonna be that's oh, because yeah. those two are gonna be able to like. I would see, like that's a feud I would love because Colt can get serious, but also obviously Colt is a comedy genius. So is Jericho. Like that's gonna be a fun match. Like that's a match where I'm, I want to sit yeah. down. The phone will go to the side, and I want to just see all the little things that they do with each other because it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Get a boom boom death match. Like like his like his series with homicide back in ROH back in the day, like that was when I, I, I took like man, like Cabana can really turn it on when he wants like like he can be a great serious wrestler when he wants to be. He doesn't have to be a lot of times. Like his um the kind of the no. feud he was going in with um between him and Generico and versus Steen and uh Carino. Like that four way feud, they had like a, a four way dog collar match, like like he can go like when he needs to, but like I'm also I'm I'm so glad that Cabana is in AEW, and not that he's at the twilight of his career, but obviously like he's in his late thirties now, and like it's great that like like when he wants to, I'm sure he could transition to being a commentator because he was great in ROH, and mm-hmm. he could be a backstage kind of role, and like there's also a lot of mentoring that he can do for the younger guys. Because I mean, he really is like at this point an elder statesman Cole, of wrestling. Like he's a, he's a Cole legend. Cabana will never be unemployed no. in the wrestling business, no. never. And like the, the guy is so smart. I mean, like obviously he still has a lot to do with uh, pro wrestling tees and the founding of that. And like that is that I think that will be his biggest legacy. I mean, is uh, between podcasting and pro wrestling tees because the amount of revenue he's been able to help with the smallest of independent wrestler to the biggest of independent wrestler. Like that's a legacy that will live on because for sure. And, and like good on him. Like, like that guy deserves to be in all wrestling hall of fames. Cause like not just for his, his work in the ring, which is stellar, but like his contributions to pro wrestling in general is, I mean, the amount now, of- here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing I would pitch. If WWE does get bought by Disney, uh, Colt should definitely be in that cabinet of how to how to make that transition smooth. Yeah. Oh, can't. He's Jewish. Oh. Disney Disney's not down with that. Oh man, that reminds. Or at least Walt Disney wasn't. That reminds me of that Damn. episode of. But Family. I would like. I would love to see. Oh, good. Oh, this reminds me of the family that episode of Family Guy where they're like Brian and Stewie are hopping through dimensions. Yeah, and that's where the, I got it from. They go to the Disney dimension, and it's just yeah. <laughs> like Mort shows up. But uh, go ahead, Zach. Yeah, it's a wonderful day for pie. You know they won an Emmy for that. Nice. Did they? Yeah, they won. Uh, family Guy won an Emmy for that episode. It's a great episode. It's uh, called the. Uh, it's something like the multiverse or multi dimension or something like that. It's a really, really, it's probably the last really good episode of Family Guy, and it came out like 12 years ago. <laughs> see, I would love to see Colt, like, in charge of his own promotion. Like, if he was able to, like, pull from, like, Chikara and old wrestling and, you know, some of his Japan buddies, um, I think he could make something just really fun and unique and, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like his version of a Chicago street brawl. 
Chikara is like Chikara is killing it right now in like their Saturday morning. Like they have their, their Saturday morning show that like is like at 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays. And they're, they're just Mike Quackenbush. Like that's a guy, like if I had to start a promotion and I, I couldn't like, let's say like you, you had to start a promotion, you couldn't pull anyone from WWE. He's one of the first, if not the first people I would call because the guy is just amazing trainer a great talent, great on the mic. Like he's someone that like could, I would, I would want to be in charge of my developmental or developmental. I, like, I'd hire guys. Jimmy Jacobs. That guy too. Oh, for hundred percent. Love, love Jimmy. Yeah. I tell you what, Jimmy Jacobs is killing it. Like TN or I call it impact. Impact is really doing some good stuff right now. Like the, uh, the North with, uh, Ethan page and Josh Alexander this, this past week, they yeah. went to the Diener family compound and that was super fun. Like, I, I love that Ethan page is on a bigger stage like that at rhymed on time. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> I love Ethan page. I think he's one of those guys, yeah, that, like too. he should be a billionaire. Like he's so good. And Josh Alexander is super underrated. Like I love at, those guys at all in Zach and I pop real hard. When uh, Ethan Page came out for the Battle Royal, and, yeah, uh, it was it was good to see him there. Because I mean, like, what it was like the week or two before we saw him at fucking AIW, you know. And then we're sitting in a ten thousand seat arena, and there's fucking Ethan Page right there. Yeah, it definitely feels like one of those local local boys done good kind of thing. And then you yeah, just like, like it was you know because the first match was Cross versus MJF, which you know Cross is in your fucking movie. And we've been fans of MJF since he started coming around Cleveland. So, like, to see that be the first match in front of 10,000 people was fucking special, man. Yeah. Your movie, you, and, you, mean, um, you mean Powerbomb, which is available on uh, iTunes and Amazon and all local uh, providers of cable? That movie? There you go. Yep. That's, that, that's the movie. Um, I don't know if I brought this up uh, last time. And if I did, you know, you can cut it out or whatever. But, um, uh. Cody, Cody gets asked a lot about, um, you know, hey, when are the DVDs for all, all in and double or nothing? You know, when are we getting those? Blah blah blah. And he kind of like went into briefly because I've asked him a bunch of times. Drew's asked him a bunch of times, like on Twitter and shit. People ask him all the time, and um, he said, well, the other ones are coming. The AEW stuff will be there. He's like, but there's some rights issues with, uh, with all in. Um, because it was on New Japan, uh, New Japan World, um, until, until I think they left New Japan. Maybe, maybe it was, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's not on there anymore. Long story short, it's not on there anymore. And, um, you know, I think, uh, Ring of Honor may own the video rights to it, or maybe they all split it. But um, Cody put out a very, very, like he said, a very cool thing. He goes, honestly, he was like, with All In, he was like, if a DVD never comes out about like with that, he goes, I it won't bother me because I was there. And anybody who was there knows what it felt like. And you don't need a DVD to bring that back. And he is 100% right on that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like there's rumors now um, they're kind of buzzing around and they've got a little bit more interesting with um, this past week's uh, dynamite that HBO max might be a place where we see some streaming stuff for them. Cause they, 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 they are advertising on the, on the ring apron and uh, you know, that, that service just launched and they're going to be looking for a lot of original yeah. content. And now I don't know how that works with TNT and all that, but if they were able to like right. throw some like, like dark and other sh- like stuff on, on HBO max, I, I think that's see- what we're going to end up seeing. I think, um, cause you know, they've been, I, I'm pretty sure that a, um, a second AEW show has been greenlit for a while. Um, and, but I can't, I just don't see them putting another wrestling show on TNT or, you know, like a sister station like TBS, like they used to with Thunder. I don't see them doing that again. So if you were to do a second show and you're going to make people pay for it, HBO Max is most likely where it's going to end up. Like, so be a great spot in my opinion. Pay-per-views. Yeah, pay-per-views. You know what I mean? Like how, I mean, HBO boxing, boxing after dark used to be the jam. You know, yep. 
my, um, so my, so I mean, if they do that kind of setup, my idea would be you have it like this. So, so like you have that show be for like all these independent men and women, you like you do like almost like a tournament. And then the winners of that tournament, they get to perform on dark. And then you see someone go from like this, like, you know, this show to dark and then eventually make it on to dynamite. Sure. Like you kind of have the, this tier system. So like you can bring in like people that you want to try out people from the Indies. Like, so like every now and then like, you see, like, Oh look, there's a, there's like a Kevin Koo or there's a, you know, Dominic Garini or like, you know, like, or there's a alley cat. Yeah. Or, and like, like you kind of make them up. rise up through the rank. Yeah. It's like, how cool would that be? Like, cause like right now, like you have the story with like jungle boy is going to be uh, challenging Cody. And obviously he's not going to win because Cody just got the belt, which it's a little sidebar. Please Jesus Christ, let that belt be different. Like I know that they said it before, but like when I first saw the belt, I'm like, what Etsy store did they buy that from? Cause holy shit. <laughs> Dude. Well, I, I, this is something I will never, ever fucking understand. Like drew hit me up about this too. The only, there's two belts in the history of wrestling that I fucking hate. And it's the fiend belt and the spinner belt. Oh, get out of here. And, and, awesome. and it's just, it's just simply not aesthetically pleasing to me. But like, why do wrestling fans fucking care so much about belts? <laughs> I don't get it, man. I, I mean, as a belt guy who owns multiple belts, like it's just one of those things where in my mind, I'm trying to put my mind in, in the kayfabe mind mindset. Like, obviously, you want to be the champion. And being the champion isn't all about the belt. Obviously, it's the, like the prestige of being a champion. But, like, when you have, like, the AEW title, beautiful. The tag titles, beautiful. The women's title, a bit small. Like, I know, I understand, like, the first person was Riho, and it fit. But, like, whatever. But it's still pretty. Like, to me, like, a, like a pretty belt, just, like, like I would want to go for that even more. I want to, like, I, like, when you see, like, Ric Flair and the big gold belt, and it's just, like, pretty belt dress to the nines, all this. And when I, like when, when I see the things like, like, you know, that TNT title, I'm just like, it's, I don't know, man. Like, it's just like aesthetically, it just doesn't look good. Like I understand they said because of the Rona, they couldn't get it done. And like, that is, you know, that's a pretty good right. excuse, but like, I'm just like, 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 like the 24 seven title, like, which is very, I mean, at this point, like at, it's that better exist looking anymore. than the 24 seven title. 24 seven title should have been a clock. I'll flavor flavor and it would have been amazing. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Like if like, Oh God, if, like, if they would have had flavor flavor involved. Come on. Yeah. Imagine all right, here's the pitch for, here's the pitch for a new belt, make it a belt, but make it digital. Right. Uh, and it's got the, the time on it. And when you win it, you get to start the clock on the belt and it's how long you have the belt for. So now you have a new dies. prestige. Solar energy. Then I think the wrestler that has it should die. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Are they like fucking Iron Man, dude? Yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah. Imagine that. The fuck. <laughs> um, but no, like it's going back to the belt thing. I just don't. I just don't give a shit. And like when they showed it, and it's like red, and it says TNT on it with like the silver plating. Um, I'm sure it'll look better with the gold plating on it, but like. I, I just think that, and it had to have been like a move between Tony Khan and fucking TNT, but like, why not just call it the TNT television title? Like just the fact that it's called the TNT title, like the name bothers me more than what the fucking thing looks like. I would agree like, with that. It I should be that. called the TNT television title. It makes sense. It rolls off the tongue instead of TNT title. Like it's fucking dumb, but whatever. Yeah. I would, it'd be great. The, uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I do think that the WWE belt, like the heavyweight championship belt and, and all that, uh, I'll say they're too big. You ever see like when it went from, uh, Brock to, uh, Danielson and like him holding it up, like, what the hell is that? Yeah. They're like, also like they're, they're all the same. Like I, I, I understand somewhat uniformity, but like, I don't know. I'd like, for some reason, like the WWE main roster belts, like they bother me, but like the NXT belts looking like those don't, I like the, the way those look. 
the UK belts are the prettiest belts in WWE. They are, mwah, do you like all sets of the, those belts are, are, are beautiful. Uh, but no, I would say, like, I think it'd be funny. The, if, if, the, if, belt, if, the best looking. Sorry. If, if it was the TNT belts, like I think all shows on TNT, they should be able to fight for it. So I, I want like law and order SVU to be able to come on the, the show and be like, I'm challenging <laughs> for the belt. Dinner and a movie. Dinner and a movie. Dude, if you were at an arena and you heard the dun 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 dun, oh, I would, dude, I'd pop out of my skin, man. It's iced tea. Iced tea is in the dynamite zone. Stable are running in with a steel chair. The best looking belt WWE has right now, in my opinion, is probably the North American title. Um, it's it's a good looking belt. I like the red Who strap on it. Who has that now? That's like the, Keith Lee. Is it Keith Lee? Yeah. Okay. Basket is glory. That'll do it. So a lot of these people try to fucking sorry, I'm checking all this Macari shit. And it's so funny people try to lowball the fuck out of you, man. What is Macari? I don't even I don't even know what Macari is. It's just a buying selling website. That's okay. all it is. Like, like, like let go and Offer up that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I mean, it's just being it's 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 like eBay, but without the bidding. It's just like you set your price, and then people can offer you, you know, less for it. Like you kind of set your floor, like you set your price, and then there's like this smart pricing thing that it does, and then um, like. So you like if somebody offers you, it basically comes up as a personal message, and then you count you can counter offer it or accept it. Um, but yeah, dude, you, you just get people lowballing you fucking left and right, man. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like you know, people they they want to try to get a good deal and stuff. But like, I've I've definitely I've been on those websites where like people you, you offer like okay, my set price is fifty. Will you take five? Like no. Like do you not know how negotiation works? Like. I'll, I'll off, off air. I'll, I'll bring something up, but I don't, I don't want to talk about it on air. Your Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. So tonight I'm super, super excited. Um, myself, my wife, and, um, possibly it was going to be a date night. Now we're involving other people, but still it's fun. We are going to the Autorama drive-in movie theater to go see the wizard of Oz. And Twister, right on. Yeah, and Twister. Like I, I don't know if we'll save for Twister, um, because like it starts at nine nine twenty five, which makes sense because it has to be completely dark. But like I haven't been to a drive-in movie theater since Superman, the uh, Quest for Peace. Jesus. Yeah, I was a very small child. Um, yeah. Oh, like, dude, the drive-in is amazing. Everybody support your local drive-in. They're an endangered species. should be booming at this point. Like they, like this is drive-ins time. Like I, I know Autorama opened up early, earlier than they normally did. Like it is, I am so excited because like, you know, my wife has got a really nice car so we can sit in there and it's like the idea of getting snacks. We're going to go to, I hope maybe go to this place. Um, was it uh, Dogs and Suds that they told me about? Like an old school car hop situation. Get some greasy old burgers and some hot dogs. Like it just bring your own snacks. Get a little blanky. Like it's it, it is. I am super excited about it. Like I think this is the time. Like I miss movies. I miss going to movies. I am super bummed. My birthday is on. It's coming Friday, June fifth. So you know everyone can shout me out. Or actually, if you want to really do a thing, donate. To oh wow. Either donate to your birthday uh, is uh your birthday is my DUI anniversary. Well, there you go. Celebrations all around. I'm gonna I'm gonna find you the the, the perfect card for that. Um, just, I'm sure Hallmark makes a card. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like so, but like for my birthday, if people want to donate to either the uh, the fund um for uh, getting people that are, are protesters out of jail. Um, please do that. that would be, Minneapolis Freedom Fund. Yep. Go ahead. Or Minnesota go, Freedom Fund. Yeah, donate to that in my name because that would be a, an amazing birthday gift. Um, but I was super yeah, bummed because today's uh, protests in Cleveland. So anybody that's going to that, yes, be, like, like if you want to go even safe. more local, because like, but I, I was bummed because on, on a very selfish level, because originally Wonder Woman eighty four was supposed to come out on Friday, 
and I was yeah. going to go see that, and it was going to be great, as I'm super pumped for that. But I've been missing going to movie theaters, because like movie theaters, I, I, I absolutely love going to the movies. So I'm super excited I get to go to a movie, even though it's obviously a movie I've seen a billion times, but like just like the experience of that. But driving to the movie theaters, like if, like man, if I owned a bunch of, of land, and I could, you know, get that shit going, like... Dude, I just totally thought of this. So you've seen this movie a million times, right? Yes, correct. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Yes. So uh, you should uh, get a copy of uh, Dark Side of the Moon and do Dark Side of Oz at the drive-in. You start you start the album after the third roar by the MGM Lion. Oh, shit. I don't know if you've ever done that. I've never done that. Oh, shit. Oh, dude, it's wicked. You know it's time to operate because, like... Um, like Dorothy opens the door to uh, Oz and money starts. Like, I might, what I might do is I might maybe I'll just throw on my phone, put it in the ear, and just like because I don't know if my wife would be down with that, but that would be. Oh man, I've I've never done that. I've, I, I mean, obviously it's one of those things eat, where, but I've never done that. Oh. If you eat, if you eat two edibles, you're not going to give a fuck what your wife thinks. <laughs> That's fair. Like, dude, everything matches with everything. The world. Be like, you're listening to a podcast. You're not even listening to Dark Side of the Moon. I'm like, oh, yeah, but like this, Mar- <laughs> this Marty and Sarah episode fits in perfectly. The Dark Side of the Ring? What? <laughs> oh, my God. I show. I feel bad. I have not watched any of this season. I've just been kind of hoarding them. And mm-hmm. but I am like, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not because like all, all the topics like the Benoit and then Owen I am looking forward to the New Jack one because New Jack's just an, an insane case study of mental, you know, insanity. Yeah, Jordan just got his uh, just got his book. Like new that New Jack's a dude. Like I am impressed that that dude is still alive. Oh yeah, man. I mean, he's got that gigged up forehead too. I mean, looking like Bruiser Brody, you know. I'm like, I mean, like he makes, he gives Abdullah the butcher a run for his money when it comes to fucked up foreheads. There you go. There's the man. There, there's the dude. I was the book. So it is signed. Um, and it's real, it's only 200 pages. It's a pretty quick read. Um, I'm only of 20 or so pages into it. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm very, very looking forward to getting into it because, um, the guy who wrote it with him, um, he, he <laughs> is a much better writer than the guy who um, helped write Sabu's book, if you can really call it writing. Um, it's got a normal size font, um, whereas the Sabu book, uh, Ben, you could probably read it from here. <laughs> Jesus Christ, and, is that like a book for like yeah. senior citizens? And here's the New Jack one. Yes, that's actually, so, that's, that's it, real font. Yeah. yeah. So um, I got that. I got Jr's book on the way. His new one, um, which is going to be personalized to me, which is rad, dude. That's that's the best deal in wrestling right now for books. Um, you can get a personalized hard copy of Jr's new book, and he pay. And so it's straight up forty bucks out the door, like that's shipping included. You know, I just had an idea for another podcast. Wrestling book, book club. Oh my god! You're See, I, podcast. I would be down to do. Well, we could just make that part of the Good Brother podcast. Yeah, but, awesome. um, like, like, I, I would. Yeah, I would be so down um, to do that. Um, what the fuck? Oh, have you seen RJ's videos where he reads like uh, excerpts from? It's just called RJ City Reads Wrestling Books. No. Yeah, it's on his YouTube channel. It's really, really good. He does like Foley. He does. Uh, he reads like one out of Vince Russo's book. God, bro. Um, How many times do you say bro? Uh, dude, who I I fucking hate that guy so much. What you talking about, bro? The guy was I had the best ideas, bro. Uh, bro. Well, dude, like, so like, uh. Just incredible. And I like last year uh, started talking on Twitter. Like he followed me and shit. And like, we would, we would actually talk quite a bit. And then um, I realized 
that, um, and I'm not trying to dog the guy because I still love him. I his body of work was amazing in ECW, but um, then I found out that he's friends with Russo and like friends with Disco, and they like do a podcast together. And I'm just like, man, you like Disco Inferno and Fuck Vince Russo guy. are two of the Fuck biggest douchebags. Yeah. He's a fucking loser. Glenn Gilberti is a piece of shit. Like he is super mm-hmm. sexist and surprise, surprise, also racist. I, w- I was shocked. And surprise, surprise, Italian. I mean, uh, I, I got to say, I, I'm married to a half Italian family, but yeah, Glenn Gilberti is just like, and the fact that like Impact was using Hashtag him, not all meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Marinara matters. Oh, that might get cut. <laughs> Just whoa! Shut up! I'm I'm I bring the fucking heat. Oh, Throw the heat. There's the soundboard. I was wondering when it was gonna jump. I mean, the soundboard. Like I I got I uh my favorite sound that I I, I found this week. I only drink White Claws on days that I'm with Wise. That's all of them, Margaret. <laughs> Which is just uh-huh. perfect. Um, he could have said any other name, but he said the name of my beautiful wife. So you know how um, they did the uh, the uh, ring, ho- uh, the Ring of Honor, Danhausen thing. Um, awesome. Yeah. So Marty said, I don't know if that's for real, for real or not, but I'm assuming it is since they put the shirt up on their own site and they printed it. Um, and the way I can tell they printed it is because Ring of Honor does not skimp on T-shirts. They actually print the, all of them on nice shirts and don't upcharge people for it. Um, neither here nor there. But, um, you know, so I bought, like, the day that that went up, I was like, okay, I'm going to buy that because, A, I want, you know, I want Dan Osmond to get signed. B, it's a fucking dope shirt. Um, but I was like, um, let me just take a look at the DVDs. I did not realize that like Ring of Honor compilation DVDs are fucking dope. I and have, um, I have the uh, the Joe like Joe's title reign, and also I have a Nigel McGuinness's in it to win it. The one I am trying to find is the series between Joe and Punk. Oh yeah, I don't. I I have never seen any of those. I just bought like I saw that they had um, a two disc Cody set, so it's basically his entire Ring of Honor run. Um, and then I bought Marty's, which I haven't busted into yet. And then I bought the, the third bucks one, um, which is basically shit from like 16 and 17. Um, I want to get the first two bucks compilation DVDs that ring of honor did, but they go for a insane amount of money, like second market. So maybe one day I'll come across them. They need to put all that stuff on Honor Club because honestly, like, I want to have those DVDs, but I've, I've really, I, I used to have a lot of wrestling DVDs, and I have cut down yeah. to like I barely have any at this point. But if they were to put everything, if they were to put everything in their archive on Honor Club, like that I would to pay me for is it. it. Yeah, I would pay for it because like there are times when, well, like, I love obviously again, like I, I say it all the time. I have the Ring of Honor, you know, original belt hanging on my wall. Like, give me that kind of right. stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be able to watch it. Well, the thing, I don't understand, like, the Ring of Honor's thing. Because, like, all right, so I joined Honor Club, oh, God, probably midway through 2017. It was, like, right as they were, like, getting it kind of launched, like, the more streaming shit. And I assumed for, you know, 10 or 15 bucks a month, whatever it was that I was paying, that, like, their entire archive would be on there. And then I realized very, very quickly that they pick and choose shit and then they take some stuff off. It's kind of like the DC app where they'll take some shit off, put other shit on. And I, 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 I only paid for it for a few months. Cause I was like, well, I, I'll just watch the TVs for free and I will, uh, you know, if there's a certain pay-per-view I want to get, I'll get that. But other than that, dude, like they're, they're, um, I, I, the only the only thing I can really bitch about uh, well there's two things I can bitch about uh, Ring of Honor a they're owned by Sinclair however good on Sinclair for paying people while this whole thing's been going on and uh, 
B is I I think Honor Club honestly is kind of a ripoff in in a sense because um, everything on their site's pretty fairly priced. But um, I know they're gonna I don't know if you guys saw this, but Ring of Honor on Fridays now is gonna be releasing fifty matches every Friday, which is cool. But like, all right, so what? Uh, real quick to wrap that up, I joined Honor Club because I wanted to watch Supercard of Honor eleven. Was it? When the Bucks versus um, or was it twelve? I mean, it was eleven or twelve. It was the Bucks versus the Hardys in the in the ladder war, and um, because that match, I saw that match when it happened, God, three, four, four years ago, whenever it was, and I was like, holy shit! I like because I wanted to show people that match, so that was the whole reason I got Honor Club, and lo and behold, it wasn't fucking on there. Yeah, lame. Like I would like, and then they were at uh, WrestleMania the next day. God, yes, right? they were the yeah. pop, the pop of that. Like, oh man, like that's still like, like that's still, yeah, chills. I, I will go back and watch that um, every couple months, and I'll watch it three or four times in a row because I get goosebumps every single time. That was without a doubt the most, the loudest. And granted, there was a billion people there, but the loudest and most intense pop I have heard. I mean, because there were so many people there, it was like, it was like that level of excitement. Like when Jericho at All In revealed that it was him, and the fucking roof blew off the place. Yeah, it was like that, but times seven or eight. You know what I mean? For the Hardys coming out, the last part. Yeah, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say with the the only thing I would have changed with that Hardys is imagine it's you know it's New Day, and all of a sudden a drone flies up and then just like a whole army of drones fly up into the sky. Dude, I see I love A V bullshit like that. Like, you know, when Rusev shows up in a tank, I pop for dumb shit like that. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Triple H is the Terminator, all of it. Fucking there yeah. for it. Like I'm down. I, I, I like I'm, the pop and circumstance. I love absolutely. that shit. Yeah. Yeah, like that dumb shit. Like I I um, I was gonna say like um when it comes to pops, like obviously pops are not like, you know there have been few and far between that have been really epic. The pop that edge got this past year at the, the Royal rumble. Okay. Like, yeah. like it was just like that kind of stuff. Like that was, what's what makes me miss the, the live crowds is like, cause just the people in the audience that were, you know, the tried and true edge fans, like when a pop makes people cry with like that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Like that just, and also like the look on Edge's face, like him trying to hold back the tears of like, cause I'm sure oh, yeah, like, dude. like him, like, are they going to remember me? Like what kind of reaction am I going to get? And just that entire baseball stadium, like freaking out. Like, Oh, like that's your fucking edge, man. They're going to go nuts. But yeah, that was, that was one of the best pops ever. I still, I mean, my personal favorite, aside from when we were at All In, when Jericho revealed is because that one, that was the, aside from Austin coming out in 1998 to get his title back from Kane, that was huge. I was like 10. Um, but aside from the Jericho one that we were there for, because that was bonkers. Dude, you and, shot out about six feet out of your chair. Like, yeah. as soon as that happened, you were... Well, I like I knew who it fucking was. The like when the lights came up, I just saw his arm. I'm like, that's fucking Jericho. But like, even though I knew who it was, the reveal of the mask it was it was just fucking killer. But Jericho's debut in WWE that is one of my favorite pops of all time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I will say also that um, Triple H when he came back from the quad injury. Yep. I'll give you that. That was like, I remember watching that on my best friend Paul's house and like just the guttural roar of the, I didn't, they were in MSG and yep. it, it was just like, that kind of thing was like, Oh, and also remember like, how jacked he looked. He was huge. He went from huge. like slim to like, and he was wearing like eight coats and, but like he just, yeah. looked, just, I mean, like I will say like, I do, that was like the death of, I think the better wrestler triple H. Cause I think he was a better wrestler before the quad thing is he got just so big because I think like he just, he just did a lot more in the ring, but like that pop was like triple H, you know, he, I know he's, he's either love him or hate him, but like that triple H man, that was, that was some good shit. 
Yeah. I love a good entrance. I love, you know, like Sultan Castle. I think probably one of my favorites was when he had uh, uh, the War Machine come out as his as his uh, peacock boy. Yeah. Like that that was my favorite of all time. That he's I think done. you mean the Viking um, experience, sir? Dude, whatever they are now. Fucking the Viking boys. The fucking History Channel's representation of one country's warriors. <laughs> it's like whatever it is. Put now. that on a the boy Oh. All right, so we're we're going to wind down here. So um, let's start with Mr. Jordan. If people want to get a hold of you on on OnlyFans, I mean on um, other other platforms, <laughs> how can they get a hold of you? You can eat, you can meet me at the corner of Eat Shit and Fuck You. Um, no, uh, as always, you can find me at El Hordano Diablo, all one word, even though it's three. Uh, E-L-J-O-R-D-A-N-O-D-I-A-B-L-O. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, got a new podcast, probably shooting for July once me and Zach can make the mic work again. <laughs> there you go. Um, so I got that going on. Uh, I guess I can say this now. Um, uh, WrestleVoid issue nine, uh, which came out last month, um, is going to be in this coming month's uh, high spot uh, wrestling crate, um, and also comes with like a Danhausen sticker and an RJ City coffee mug. Which um, the the wonderful people at High Spots who uh, asked Russell Boyd to be in their crate, um, the guy I don't I still don't know his name, um, but uh, he sent me one of the RJ City coffee mugs. They're real cool, like a nice plastic coffee mug. Um, and then the more important thing is, is issue 10 of WrestleVoid comes out mid-June. Uh, it's about to get sent off to the printers. Uh, Zach's got a piece of art in there. I wrote the biggest and uh, the biggest and most um, ambitious article I've ever written. So I'm really looking forward to that coming out. Nice. And Mr. Zach? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zach for Zombies, Z-A-C-H-F-O-R-Z-O-M-B-I-E-S. Uh, get out there, protest, march, rally, uh, petition, lobby, and vote. There's a whole lot of bullshit going on in the midst of this pandemic. And, uh, you know, stay safe, be smart. But uh, if there's there's no convenient time for, for change. And uh, it's got to happen now. Amen, amen. And uh, I am uh, on t- Twitter at Center Club. Uh, this podcast also has uh, social media at center of the U on both Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I'll just say this. Uh, if anyone listens to this podcast, subscribes to all lives matter, fuck off right now. We are in a time where black lives matter that needs to be shot from, you know, shot from the rooftops. Uh, this, you know, I firmly believe that we need to, you know, I'm a white man. I need to check my privilege and help my brothers and sisters that need help. So if you can, please donate to the, the freedom funds, if you can march, you can protest, and you feel comfortable doing so, do whatever you can because we're in a time where we need to use our voice to uplift. We need, you know, justice. Um, you know, rest in power to George Floyd and to all the other hundreds of men and women that have been murdered by the police and in, in this injustice. And uh, no rest until there is equality for all. It doesn't matter on your skin color, uh, your zip code, your income bracket, injustice is prevalent that is the true pandemic that has been going on for hundreds of years and also motherfuck the president who's a piece of shit who calls people that storm capitals with guns good people and people that are trying to fight against injustice thugs uh so yeah so um, motherfuck the police motherfuck the president stay safe love your faces and uh that's it see you guys next time